0: welcome everyone to episode 44 of the drunken boxing podcast this is the first episode of this new year and it is a special edition of the podcast but first some mushin martial culture news i have recently released publicly a full lesson video from the hua jin online learning program featuring a discussion on concepts of whole body power This lesson was published in the program some eight months ago, but now it is available publicly for all to watch. The Hua Jin program features in-depth technical lessons and a monthly lecture or discussion, such as this one, on various topics related to the arts and their practices, including theory, history, etc. It gives you some insight into the content within the Hua Jin online learning program. Additionally, I also released a very brief glimpse into a technical lesson from the program on the Xingyiquan horse shape, so do go check these out. I am currently preparing a few videos continuing on the topic of Ba Zhang history, and will hopefully finish the first one soon. It will feature Dong Chuan's history within Beijing, including Prince Su's mansion, where he purportedly worked, as well as his tomb, both the original location and the new tomb, which was constructed under the initiative of my grand teacher, Li Zeming. The preparation work for these videos is quite time-intensive, but I'm working hard to finish them as soon as possible, so do keep an eye out for those. As always, one way to support the Drunken Boxing Podcast and all the Mushin martial culture endeavors is through Patreon. There are general support tiers to do just that, and any and all support is highly appreciated. It is your support that enables me to continue to produce both the podcast as well as the other content I do on my YouTube channel as well as other avenues. Additionally, on Patreon, there is a third tier, the Hua Jin tier, through which you can study the arts of Hebei Xingyi and Liang Sao ba Gua Zhang in depth. There is a large library of lesson videos available already, with new ones being added regularly. These cover technical instruction, skill-building practices, Naegong or internal skill-building practices, partner work, as well as application, and lessons on theory, etc. as well. If your New Year's resolution was to begin studying either one of these arts or both, then join the Hua Jin online learning program. You may find the program and the support tiers at patreon.com slash martial culture. That's Mushin martial culture, all one word. Another way to support the podcast is And the channel is by purchasing some of the Mushin Martial Culture merchandise available through our Teespring store. There are many different items available for you to display your love of these arts, and you may check them out at the link listed here and in the notes. Okay, let's get into today's podcast. On the 27th of December, 2022, Xia Bo Hua a great martial artist, passed away at the age of 85. I reached out to my elder martial sister, Andrea Falk, to do a memorial episode for Master Xiao, as she was one of his students when she was studying under him at the Beijing Sports University, or Beijing University of Physical Education, herself being the first Western graduate of the university in the 80s. Andrea Falk was on episode 7 of the Drunken Boxing podcast in the past where we discussed her history and experiences. But this episode today uh, was to commemorate Master Hua and his life and to hear Andrea's experiences with him over the last four decades. Andrea also released a memoir of her time in Beijing called Beijing Bittersweet, which I highly recommend. And she's preparing to release a memoir of her experiences training in Shanghai as well. Links to her books are found in the notes here. Additionally, a couple of years ago, I subtitled a short interview and documentary with Master Xia Bo that you can view at the links also listed here in the notes. Personally, I also had the privilege to know Xia Lao and study under him at times, as well as having many discussions with him in a professional capacity over the years. He was an extremely knowledgeable and skilled martial artist with a very upstanding and direct no-nonsense attitude. He was a loud voice for the way Chinese martial arts should be and an important critic for what went wrong with the current official movement. The true spirit of a true martial artist. Always calling a spade a spade and being direct and honest without fear. His opinions and spirit influenced me quite heavily and he will be missed immensely. With that, I give you Andrea Falk in the special episode remembering Xiaobohua. Okay, welcome to the Drunken Boxing Podcast once again, big sis Andrea Falk, and happy new year to you.
1: Happy new year.
0: So how how have you been? How's the, how's, how, how things have been since the last time you were in China? We've only been in contact digitally. Um, You haven't, we haven't seen each other because of the COVID restrictions, but how, how have you been?
1: i've been fine i've been because of the covid instructions not teaching oh,
0: really? so i've done
1: a lot of translation and writing i have another book next year soon and uh, just training on my own doing the stuff that i like to do instead of stuff that i have to do because i'm teaching
0: oh yeah well that's always that's always a bonus side of, of that because you know martial arts should first and foremost be a practice you love and you truly do so that's good that you got into that and even better that you had time to uh write some more books um I know. Since we last had you on the podcast, you released your Beijing memoirs, and uh, yep, you've also yeah, I got done. Yeah, and that was a great book. Um, I have I have a copy of it, and yeah. you've also released a Cha uh translation of Zhang Wen Guang's book.
1: Yeah, that's, it's one that I always kind of wanted to do and never had time. And then I was sitting here, and well, heck, I'll just do it now.
0: Yeah, and that came out really well, really good as well. So. How has the reception been on that?
1: Surprisingly, um, a lot of sales. I didn't Great. realize people were waiting for a chartran book. I always thought it was something I was doing for myself.
0: Well, you and, know uh, it's it's about time people realize, particularly outside of traditional circles, particularly within the sporting wushu circles, that if they're doing long fist, what they call chang, they're doing chatren. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if they really want to go deeper into that they should look into Charren and having a resource like the book you translated is invaluable for them if they if they only it's knew. just
1: it's yeah it's such a cool style
0: yeah yeah so did that book take particularly long or was it pretty easy for you to do
1: uh, it didn't take that long um, okay. I, I think it just took a year maybe okay. even less than a year because because I just uh, I had to do all the photos, all the images, and everything, all the scanning and that. But the actual—well, I mean, I was working on it full time. Yeah. As I well, say, I was, I'm not teaching. I'm not traveling.
0: Exactly. So, <laughs> so that is actually quite a time. quite an involved yeah. project. I mean, if it takes oh, a yeah, year, yeah. So. definitely. Yeah. So people should understand that's what it goes into. Even if it's simply people think, oh, you're just doing a translation of somebody else's work. Sometimes that's even harder. Oh, well normally something. they take years. Normally they exactly. take
1: more than one year. Yeah. Like uh Digo Young's books, they took years and years.
0: Exactly, exactly. And you want to do as best a job as possible, you wanna to try to get oh, the yeah. meaning across. You you often have to add supplemental information because the the book might just present it as if the reader knows what he's talking about, but you're dealing with a different yeah. audience. There's a lot of work that yeah. goes into
1: it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's Fortunately, very good. I
1: have a dictionary. I have a good dictionary now to use.
0: I know somebody who wrote a really good dictionary. I'm just pulling your leg. Yeah, <laughs> so that that works it, well. And yeah, it does
1: make life easier to have. It a
0: definitely dictionary. does. It <laughs> definitely does. And um, you you finished a third, or you're finishing a third book since the last time we spoke, which is yeah, your Shanghai, I'm doing this
1: memoir. Shanghai books. Yeah, and I've it's it is finished. It's just that I'm now. Fiddling with the Shanghai bits of it a bit more.
0: Okay. All right. Good. Well, those are, those are great books. I'm sure that people are going to really appreciate uh, hearing the Shanghai stories as much as they did the Beijing stories. And, and these memoirs are somewhat related to why we decided to do this this little podcast today. Because mm. you've been on the show before and we've had your background and we had the, the discussion going into your, your own journey, experiences and thoughts thereon. Um, but this particular <laughs> one, we decided to, to talk about a specific person who just recently passed mm. away. Um, so that was Scha- Professor Shahbohua. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I, I really thought that he would keep going on, and that I might see him again. But
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it was a, a total shock to everyone because he's such a robust character, both in spirit and in, in his physical condition. He always was
1: yeah yeah he's not not that old i really thought
0: yeah yeah
1: as i said i don't see him again i
0: i have i haven't had a chance to contact anybody to find out what the cause was um it -hmm. very well could have been COVID, but it could have been Uh, not you know i mean uh so who knows who knows at this point
1: yeah who knows because he was so so vibrant and healthy yeah and
0: Yeah, and and I how I can see kicking
1: out anyway.
0: Well, maybe we could talk a, a, a little bit about his background. I mean, uh, the what I what I can share here. We know he was born in 1937. He's from Langxi County in Anhui Province, and he formally entered the Beijing uh, Sports University or University of Physical Education in 1957. I might be off on that, but that's as far as I recall. And he stayed on after graduation um, and became a formal instructor. And that's, that's how you first met him, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so, so what was it like when you first met him, and, and in what capacity did you first meet him?
1: Oh, he was just introduced to me as, this is going to be your teacher, you know, uh, full-time wushu student right and and this is your teacher and and you know he's from Anhui. he's got a very strong accent
0: yes he does which
1: i eventually did learn to understand but at at first it was like oh okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) so he was actually one of the formal um at that point he was one of the formal teachers in charge was he in charge of general students were there specific students that he was teaching i mean how was he how Uh, was
1: Well, that was 1980. So he was quite high up in the, as the teacher, he was one of the sort of the master teachers then. Right. So he had the grad students and me, and he was developing the sparring team, the Sanda team.
0: That's right.
1: And that was about it.
0: I mean, you were there right at the beginning of the Sanda thing. I mean, 1980 is literally the beginning. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That was the first team. That was the first set of. Of guys that he had. So there was a a lot of to put into that. Yeah. So he had that, he had the grad students, which was also a first time I think there were grad students and right. and me. And then um if people, extra people came, he'd like Bose Mark when she came, uh, yeah. he was assigned to her teach her.
0: Oh right. Of so course. He,
1: he wasn't he wasn't teaching regular classes by nineteen eighty, he was already not teaching regular classes anymore.
0: I think by that point, he was either the vice president or president of the teaching and research department. I mean, he had been there for what by that years. Yeah, point, he was one of the master years. teachers. Right. Yeah, he
1: was one of the master, master teachers that didn't do regular classes.
0: So, Bosom Mark was there when you were there at the same time?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know that. He came actually. and
1: dropped off Donnie.
0: Ah.
1: <laughs> she just showed up. She was doing a Long Test of Sword, I remember, because it was super cool. Yeah. And she dropped off Donnie, and he was with us for years
0: <laughs> so for the listeners who don't know who we're talking about bosom mark is the mother of donnie yen who is of course the famous uh, martial arts actor more recently known for his roles as Yewen or yip man in the wing chun uh, uh, series of movies based on Yewen's. as well I, I don't want to say based on his life because it kind of became a, a, a movie on <laughs> loosely his own.
1: based it's like the crown is based on the queen you know exactly <laughs>
0: I'm waiting for the sequel where he takes on Godzilla. I mean, uh, that's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, and the space time.
1: aliens. I'm, I'm waiting for <laughs> Godzilla and the space aliens, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's going to be pretty good. But they were entertaining. Particularly, I enjoyed the first one. From there on...
1: He's very good. I like yeah. the way he researches this, whatever style he's doing, and he yeah. really hits it. What whatever
0: What was he style. like when he was training with you guys? I mean, was he uh, as an astute student then?
1: He was brilliant. He was. Uh, he worked really hard, and he was. he was... Even then, like fast, faster than anybody I knew, oh, and wow. that's when people were really fast.
0: Yeah, of course. Um,
1: he was, he was good. Well, even, that's... even then, he was like 16, 17, something like that.
0: Do you know if he, he participated and studied under Professor Shabohua at all, or was he? No, raised?
1: no, he trained with the Beijing Wisher team. Ah, oh, okay. but uh, probably regulations or something. He lived with us. And I don't okay. really remember if he was back and forth or he was always with us. I know he was around. And I remember, like guys remember being his roommate and stuff like that. But um, the exact details of it, I don't actually remember.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so he would have been traveling every morning from the university over to Shishahai. It's not he that might far. have been. He, oh, okay. It's
1: not that far, but he might have been. He might have been just with us on the weekends or something like that. I don't really remember.
0: Right, right. Well, that's a side note to actually the core of this yeah, side
1: uh, note, yeah. of
0: this, this, yeah. this discussion. So maybe it was we fun. can
1: here's a lot of fun.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe we can go to your beginning experiences when you first met Professor Xiao. Yeah, what, was, what was, was he like? Was, what did yeah. you think? And, and what what was he like as a teacher? I mean, particularly you were one of the first uh, uh, foreign students he probably taught, uh, or at least taught seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was the first one in there, so I must have been the First, that he'd have taught, right? I think he might have been. Um, I'm pretty sure he was doing little like the Tai Chi classes at the Friendship Hotel, and that that yeah. he was he was somebody that they trusted with foreigners for some reason. Okay, he was so um, working class or peasant class background that he was sort of a a trusted person, even though right. he wasn't a party member. You know, yeah. and foreigners like him. He's he's so uh down to earth and honest okay. and uh doesn't put on any airs in that that, that i think probably he, he was put in to teach foreigners and then they realize that foreigners just really like his the way that he is and then that's why he was probably given to me
0: well he was very practical <laughs> you see yeah. what you see is what you get and what he thinks he absolutely will take so. yeah
1: absolutely he never put on airs he never was Uh, proud or anything like that he was just really a straight up really good guy
0: yeah and as a teacher what was he like especially in those early years and what did he start teaching you in the beginning
1: Uh, i started with the changchen basics and the basic changchen routines and that
0: Mm.
1: and uh basically just made you do it and do it and do it and do it until you fell over and died. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the usual recipe. Word, the usual recipe, yeah. 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 Uh, he'd laugh at you if you messed it up and that.
0: Yeah, that's know. the one thing I did I, I do recall about him was that yeah, he as serious he didn't get as he angry, was yeah. as serious yeah, as he, he was, he was actually quite lighthearted. So he Yeah, he, he, had, he never
1: got angry at you for being useless. He just laughed.
0: Yeah, and yeah. he would laugh, which is also yeah. which was also great. I mean some of my earliest um, When I first met him, it was, I can't recall which, it was either an event or a course, um, but also at courses. And I do recall at a course that he was called in to teach uh, or to lecture to some international judges. I think it was probably the first and the last time they called him because he just came out and he literally let everybody know what he thought of the sport, what had happened to
1: the sport. Oh, that's not good.
0: (laughs) No, I thought it was brilliant because it's really, I mean, for me, it was exactly what needed to be said, but it also made me understand that certain probably subconscious feelings I had were validated by what he was saying, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he was so direct about it. And it wasn't as mm-hmm. if he was just dismissive in a way to say, it's, it's, you know, you've guys, the sport has gone in a terrible direction and it's the wrong idea. And that's that he was saying, this is where it's gone. This is what's wrong with it, but this is what it should be, you know? So mm-hmm. it was, it yeah. was always productive when, when he would, he wouldn't give criticism oh, yeah. without, without pr- productive feedback afterwards.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He was like that as a teacher, too. He didn't just say, oh, you suck. He told you what to do right.
0: Right, yeah. I, I do rec- remember the one line that he had when he was talking about Guanshu. shu, um,
1: particularly,
0: mm-hmm. and he was saying, what is this guinshu that you guys are doing today? All you're doing is swinging the stick around, going woo 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 woo, woo, woo for two minutes. No <laughs> no no attack, no defense, no practical techniques, just woo nothing, woo, woo, nothing. woo up yeah, and down woo. the car. <laughs> and I was laughing so much. Some people were shocked, yeah. but I was like, this is great. No,
1: no, but that's true, yeah, it's, that's exactly it. And he, uh, as I say, when I was doing it with them in the 80s, the Changchen wasn't like that at all. It was... yeah. Um, it was proper kung fu. I mean, it was it was all the stances, the techniques, everything.
0: Yeah, it had a very solid base in traditional methods. I mean, yeah, it oh, it
1: yeah. what
0: it was what it should be. To it was the beginning, so um, it was just something that was was beginning. But it was a sport that was standardized based on a basis of traditional methods, and that's what it should have continued to maintain. But that's not what yeah. happened. And. No. She, Professor Shaw was very vocal about this. So I remember that was probably, I don't know if it was 2006 or 2004, it could have been. Um, but I never saw him called again at one of these things. And I kept on asking, <laughs> you yeah. know, where's Professor Shaw? Why don't we get him here? And I always got a funny look when I asked that question. But anyway, uh-huh. um, so... The next time I saw him officially involved was when I was involved in the technical committee and we actually tried to create a new set of rules for Tai Chi, starting with Tai Chi, which was based on... Actual Tai Chi? Actual Would you believe that? Yeah, it was
1: based on actual Tai Chi instead yeah. of uh, weightlifting or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. And, um, and he came to a dinner after we had uh, consulted him. You know, the person I worked under was very supportive of the older generation, guys, because he himself was from that generation of of people in the sports university, Wang Yulong. And mm-hmm. um, he had all of these people look at the rules we were compiling and give some, uh, you know, give some feedback on what he thought. And Xiaobo was very, very supportive. He like, You know, he was very mm-hmm. excited. He didn't, he was supposed to come to the first test event, but he couldn't make it. We held that in mm-hmm. Dujiang Yen in Chengdu, the... The, basically, one of the epicenters of uh, of the earthquake, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, that that. But he couldn't make it. Some of the others came, but I do recall. I think at that point he was. I mean, he was he was supportive, but he was also basically retired, you know. And he, and yeah, he, oh he, yeah, yeah. And and he just wanted to be left alone. I think for the large part mm-hmm. in an official capacity, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so. You know, maybe his background, I don't know how much you know about his, his uh, background in terms of um, what he studied and practiced. Um, as far as I recall, it was cha, Yi, bagua, and taiji as his core, but you could probably get well, some more.
1: Yeah, he had done martial arts before going to college, but basically he was Zhang Wenguang's student. Right. So it, w- it would have been that, like a cha chuan, the bagua and Yi like they're just traditional styles right because that's what they did then and the wrestling of course and the sundown yeah but he hadn't he didn't have the the really deep uh martial arts background
0: okay so say
1: he was from a village in a right yeah yeah so he he had done some but really he he was i think accepted because he was just exceptionally good as an athlete and could have done anything Mm. so he was really formed by jangwangguang i think more than in earlier years Unlike yeah. Man Hui Feng, who was formed at a, a Kung Fu school.
0: Yeah, Man Hui Feng had a background in Chuo Jiao Zi. Um, yeah, among other things.
1: Among other uh, things, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was at a at a Kung Fu school from, from about 10 years old. Yeah. So Bagua, Baiji, Liu Shaolin, Xing Yi, and of yeah. course Chuo Jiao.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but of uh, course. So didn't
1: have that background. So he was really formed, I think, mostly by Zhang Wenguang, who was just amazing so it's a good teacher to have
0: <laughs> yeah for sure and again for the listeners who don't know Zhang Wu well, Guang was one of the performers at the Berlin Olympic Games he was one of the people that performed uh Chinese martial arts one of the first times it was ever seen in the Olympic Games Zhang Wu Guang was one of the performers and that was uh what year was that 1936
1: 36. 36. Yeah, there was a little video that went through Facebook not that long ago that was that performance
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. It did. Yeah, happen. it was really cool. Yeah. So again, this is this is where I think a lot of the discussion breaks down with regards to the pre-revolution to the post-revolution martial arts debate. But people don't realize mm-hmm. that Zhang Wen Guang was formed in the Republican era from a very strong traditional base, and then mm-hmm. he went on to become one of the. Chief uh, professors at the sports university, and uh, you know, this is well, the head
1: of the department, exactly. Exactly, exactly.
0: And again, the a lot of the ideas and the direction of what went officially uh, as a starting point were influenced by him, hence Chang Chuan's strong cha influence, right? So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, so that that was his teacher, and and that's a great background to come from. Um, What Mm -hmm. was did he have any preference that you knew to any particular style? I'm talking about Hua. Fa.
1: Uh, he seemed to just like everything that we did.
0: Really? <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> so it was uh, the Changchang, which was at that time a very traditional sort of a thing. The mm. Chachuan, Xingyi, Bhagwa, Tai Chi. He didn't even seem to mind doing the Tai Chi, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever we were doing, he was just into it.
0: And his bagua, I mean, a few of the performances that I've seen, um, and as far as I recall from him, his <coughs> he he primarily studied uh, Jiang style, right? From Jiang Guangchao.
1: I don't know. I've been trying to sort of sort that out. the The bagua that we did at the college was really Sun style. It was based on Li Ji's bagua. Right. So it w- it was more. Sun-ish than Jiang-ish because I've done Jiang style in Shanghai directly. Yes, you, yeah,
0: you have a strong and, background of that.
1: It's much more coily and twisty than what we did at college. Okay. And it seems to me that what uh, the college kind of stuff that we did was more Sun or with Chang influence maybe.
0: Okay.
1: It's not as, as coily like Jiang style gets pretty funky. Yeah. The real, the, the real stuff.
0: <laughs> funky as in uh would you like to elaborate on what your definition of funky is?
1: It's 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 very, very it's hard to let's see. The, the opening and closing is mm. very much like in the really deep into the hips and in the whole body. Mm. And it at the, and the twist comes out like all the way through the whole body, whereas the other styles seem just a bit smoother than that. I see. And you I have see. to definitely put on your Jiang style hat when you do Jiang style.
0: Okay. Yeah, I always remember discussing, you know, your your just in casual conversation with you and and you, how fun you used to you would, you said you used to be a practicing Jiang, particularly for its, uh, um, you know, its. Uh, Funkiness, Fun- funkiness, <laughs> yes, that's the word. Yeah. Do, you still, do, you, you use, yeah. do you still practice it uh, regularly, Jiang style? Not
1: as much as the others, but yeah, yeah, I haven't forgotten it or anything. I haven't been to Shanghai for yeah. the COVID years. It probably won't go back. So.
0: Yeah, things uh, are a different world yeah. today. Uh, China yeah, is a different place.
1: yeah. So say, that's why I'm having to do a major rewrite on the on the book.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> for, the
1: Shanghai, for the Shanghai bits. Oh, okay.
0: Well, <laughs> if I'm, it had I'm... been
1: finished a couple of years ago, it would be a nice nostalgic book, but it's not like, oh, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, but, yeah. the truth is that I know the world is a different place, but I don't think people realize how different China is from mm. just before the uh, COVID until now. You know, I was actually discussing this with a friend of mine that's also been there for a good 15 years and he's also you mm. know uh, a westerner and just mm-hmm. how how what's what's optimistic we used to be at like the beginning like 29 2009 2010 uh, of just mm-hmm. you know where the country was going and just the energy and the feeling you got there and then just how mm-hmm. yeah, how that's yeah. 180 degrees in another direction over the last mm-hmm. and it's not just the COVID years i mean the COVID years really cemented it it was a few years before that that it Things just weren't the same for some reason, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a for me, it's a tragedy because you kind of sit back and think, you know it had all this potential and it was it was just booming and becoming so bright, and then suddenly it's like somebody turned the light off, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, I really had fun in Shanghai the last trips, yeah. like two thousand what fifteen seventeen even nineteen, yeah, I and mean, there was an energy there, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I don't think I'll go back.
0: <laughs> well, but the Zhangs,
1: yeah, As I say, it's a really fun group of people, and, and we were like really, really traditional stuff. It fun.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Um, as far as your your study again, I want to get I want to get uh, some focus on hmm. Professor Xia because this is yeah, more like back a, to Sorry. Yeah, this is more like a yeah. a tribute to him and yeah. uh, you having those years with him. We can we can really get a, a bit more of a picture about the man and and his Mm -hmm. martial arts and the life that that was there so you started off learning Changchun basics and then was there at any point that you moved on or he decided to move you on to something else
1: uh no I I tore a shoulder ligament Uh the uh, the clavicular to shoulder blade so I couldn't really use use my right arm for a little bit so we switched to Xingyi oh really yeah um uh, in amongst that we'd gone to a competition up in shenyang and i saw styles like mm-hmm. i came from victoria vancouver, vancouver right so i knew my zhengla horn i knew yeah. shaolin uh i'd seen chang Tren, but it wasn't really my thing <laughs> and then i went to china to do wushu having no idea really what it was and then we went to this competition in the spring and I saw, like, there's like 200 stars, right? You're just like, ah, <laughs> you know, you're watching all this stuff. And I saw Bagua. And I just I just said, well, like, what's, what's that, that that girl is doing? And you oh, know, that's Bagua. I can teach you that. Oh, really? And I, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean I don't have to do this jumpy, acrobatic, flippy stuff? I can, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> he said, yeah. And so when we seriously talked about it, he said, well, I have to switch you to the internal um, practices practices you you'd have to become a specialist. We don't just like throw that into the mix. We have to make an application and say what you're going to do is you're going to be an internal specialist. you're going to do Yi, Bagwa and Taiji mm. And I'm like, Yi, what's that?" And you say, "Oh, you saw that at the competition too and say, okay, whatever." Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was for the Bagwa. I'd, I'd never seen anything like that before it was do you just remember actually,
0: who it was uh, that you saw that really stuck in your mind no
1: life? when i when i was writing the book i i had all the old programs
0: mm.
1: and i i went through the program and there was no such person oh really there, there was a quite a young woman during the bagwa sabre and it mm. was honestly as big as her as it should as be. She, yeah, as it should be. And the stuff that she was doing was absolutely incredible. And there is no such person on the program.
0: Oh, wow. You know, yeah. people, people don't realize how lucky they, especially young people today, realize how lucky they are that there's cameras everywhere. Because, I mean, you're just going back yeah. to, to the 80s. Yeah, it's and...
1: in my memory. I can see it. I can yeah. see her. I can, I can always, always see her. Uh, that's, that's what switched my whole training mode. But he, he had the ability to say, okay, we're going to do this. He knew Xing Yi, and Tai Chi. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. a problem. He so, okay, we still have to do the Changchun basics because you have to do basics if you're a martial artist. Mm. So he still did the basics and the basic routines, but I didn't have to do the advanced routine.
0: Right. So it was more of an act yeah. of physical conditioning and training of the... Uh, core aspects of any physical endeavor which is flexibility endurance strength uh, you speed, have to have
1: basics yeah. Yeah. yeah even i mean it's not like internal styles you don't need basics you exactly. you need your basics. so it's all the wushu basics all the warm-ups are always um warmups. warm-ups all the kicks all yeah. the stances i had to do the the five routines for the basic level and the intermediate level mm. it's not that i stopped doing changchuan but right, I didn't right. have to go to the upper level. I didn't have to get the aerial cartwheels and stuff like that. I didn't. Right. I didn't have to become a. I'm not a jumper. I didn't have to become a jumper.
0: Right. So I so yeah. was lucky
1: actually that I'd hurt myself because yeah, otherwise I was I'd, say. I'd be so like like a bad bad an athlete instead of really learning the internal styles. Well, also and that's what knows? he preferred.: oh,
0: Yeah, good. I think
1: he did prefer those the yeah. the Xingyi Bagua. Uh,
0: well, I kind of I kind of. Uh, that was my feeling from him as well. Um, of yeah. course, it was much later in his life than when you were interacting with him. I yeah. do remember that at that course, and it was, you know, you'd stay there for a week. So he was there for a week mm-hmm. or 10 days yeah, or so. Yeah. And,
1: and he'd and, practice on his own in the morning, right?
0: Yeah, I would be getting up to yeah. practice every morning. And the only other person out there would be him. And
1: Yeah, same at competitions. Yeah. He'd be out there morning practicing and he'd be there as a judge or whatever and he'd be out there practicing in the morning.
0: And I always saw and him doing his lines bagua. up and down of the five elements yeah, singing. something yeah, else. Singing or maybe, bagua. Yeah, some bagua yeah or if
1: he was not to himself, he'd be doing singing in Bagua. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was actually one of the more inspiring things as well for, for me was seeing him. And, you know, there's a lot of younger teachers, there's a lot of younger people, judges, etc. at this course.
1: And they're would, not practicing, right? And
0: they're not. It's just, I would get yeah. up and then, and he was always there before me. So yeah, he was yeah, up even course. earlier. Yeah. Than me.
1: He, yeah, he's one of the real, the real guys. That's what I, the impression I always had of him is he really loved it and he did it. And right. so I assume that even when you're a teacher, you do it, you practice.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, otherwise I mean, what else is influencing
1: point? me? Yeah. yeah. But most young teachers don't.
0: Yeah, you kind of see that, don't you? Especially, yeah. um, I would say, even now with, with the more subsequent generations, they, even if they become mm-hmm. professional athletes, the second they stop competing and maybe they move they into stop. a te-
1: yeah.
0: teaching role, they stop. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, whereas like the Beijing, the old Beijing Wushu team, the originals, mm. they can still do everything. Right. You know, they don't even need to warm up. <laughs> it's so part of their bodies. They can still just do everything. Not exactly. not like, say, 720s or whatever, but yeah. it's just... And they can, and they love it. They, yeah. they didn't quit because they're sick of it. They just, you know, became teachers or whatever, and they still do it.
0: Could it be that the content they learned was a lot deeper, had greater depth, and that mm-hmm. is something that would generally keep your attention than a superficial acrobatic, which is yeah, what it oh, yeah. is now. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to yeah. be something that you enjoy and sticks with you deeper. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's probably it. Do you know much of... Ab- Sorry, go ahead.
1: Right. It's just the when I talk about doing the basics, you're going mm. back and forth and back and forth, kick, 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 mm. kick, stance, 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 and some jumping. Mm. And then later on, it was basically a couple of kicks, warm up, jump, 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 jump. Exactly. You're not going to stick with that, right? When you get older, it's the kicks and the stances and... and punches and, you know, stuff, not the acrobatics.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, yeah. if, if the majority of your practice is focused around acrobatics, as you get older, you can't do them for sure or you get <laughs> you injured. So, yeah. so what do you, you have just left? Yeah. Yeah. You have, yeah. You don't have anything left. So yeah. that's a and pity. I, I was
1: really lucky to get switched to the Shingi Bagua.
0: And what was that like in the beginning?
1: <laughs> hell. Absolute hell. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what, what, what uh-huh. did he start you with? Santi sure.: Good. <laughs> and, and I with... had a
1: sore shoulder.
0: Oh, of course.
1: So Santi Shu on one side. As he waited for me to say my shoulder's better, I can stand on the other side. Mm. And I waited for him to tell me to stand on the other side. I think I did like a month Santi Shu.
0: On one side.
1: <laughs> on one side.
0: Which arm was the injured one?
1: The right arm, of
0: course. Oh, gee. So you were standing yeah. in left sided Santi shirt.
1: Well, that's the basic Santi shirt. Exactly. He's on the left side. Yeah. 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 I'm so still more comfortable on that side.
0: <laughs> that might have actually been inadvertently or, or not. Very good. Yeah. Good for you. A very, very good foundation. Very
1: good for me because yeah. nobody does that
0: anymore. Right. And I did it. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, if you speak to Dilashur and he tells you about Zhao Zhong, Zhao Zhong stood for yeah. three years. Um, yeah, three many years. Many people yeah. don't after that. Dao Jung being his teacher for the for the listeners yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But after that, there wasn't that much of a requirement for people to. I don't know. You know, personally, I'm in kind of two minds about it. Like, do we need three years, <laughs> or uh, do I we don't know about three years? Cut, but it was
1: it's uh, definitely good to sound and santi for yeah. Singhi, If you haven't done the standing, you don't hit the the moves when you're moving fast.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Because
1: shingi is is fast. It's not a slow style. It's a fast style. You have to be right. able to hit the moves.
0: Exactly. And 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 everything has to ri- arrive at exactly the precise moment. At the same it's time. Supposed with to arrive. Power
1: and balance and everything. Exactly. If you haven't understanding and you put power into it, you're you're not going to be able to hit it right.
0: Yeah, you'll be off time. Up and down will be moving at different uh, speeds. Uh, the whole yeah. body won't arrive when it needs to.
1: It needs to lock into that.
0: Yeah, posture. Yeah. 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 So he had you standing in Santi, you, you, you did yep, one side for of a month. lots of standing in
1: Santi. <laughs> I think so, yeah. And then we did the, the five elements. Right. And then uh, we've got the uh, 12 animals. There's some little routines in there, two-man routines.
0: Nice. Did um, he ever say to think, you, I'm going to teach you what is considered or what is coming from a Hebei-derived line or this line or that line? Or did he just say, this is Shingi"? and uh, that's what we're going to do. This is
1: Xingyi. Yeah. I had no idea there were different styles in that, but it was essentially Hobei when I learned with Di Guang later. It was pretty much very close to the same thing.
0: Same thing, yeah.
1: I was lucky I didn't do Jiang Chao style later because that okay. would have really messed me up. Yeah.
0: So you mean was... Jiang chao style of Xingyi?
1: The, yeah, we were talking about funkiness. Yeah. yeah. If I had gone to that when I started training in Shanghai, that might have messed me up a bit. <laughs>
0: All right. Okay. But
1: uh, as such, I've done nothing but Hubei really.
0: Okay. He didn't say, but it was Hubei. He didn't say, right. So, but when you were going through certain aspects, I mean, you must have gone through the animals, the elements, I mean, did he have a preference in terms of how he taught it? Did he, did he follow a sequence or was it a little bit, a little bit less uh, structured?
1: No, no. The traditional sequence. Okay. You know, you do your elements. One two three four five. Then you do the animals one through twelve. Mm.
0: Um,
1: there's the routines, there's short routines, long routines, and the two man, two man routines.
0: Mm. Okay, that's very good. That's a very balanced uh, yeah. Standard, yeah. Oh, standard.
1: Yeah, it was very right. traditional standard. Traditional. The only difference would be that it was done within the year.
0: Yeah, so it was a kind of uh, abridged. Kind of syllabus? No, no,
1: no. It wasn't abridged. I did no? a lot.
0: Okay. It <laughs> wasn't okay, abridged good.
1: at all. It's just that instead of taking 10 years to learn all those things or whatever, you took one year to learn it because I was a specialist.
0: You're a specialist, but that's also what you're doing all day. So it kind of does. That's make what I was sense. doing all
1: day with three hour classes plus a couple hours training, six right. days a week yeah, exactly. uh, for a full year. And my job was to learn to be a teacher. So you can't spend the year on Santi Shu. You're not going yeah. to be much of a teacher with that. You needed the, you needed True. the content.
0: True, but you're also putting in the hours that uh, add up. You Putting case. in the
1: hours. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. he was, he was, he wouldn't let me get away with doing stuff badly.
0: Did did he? Smooth we have...
1: quickly. I mean, <laughs>
0: Did he have a, a, a seat, did he, did he like, all right, in the morning you would do your your warm-ups, your basics, et cetera, and then would he say, okay, stand in sun t-shirt, or after a bit of time did he just expect you to do that on your own?
1: Well, there's a set, the warm-up is pretty set, so you mm. do that, and then you practice, you have your whatever it is your class doing. So okay. you couldn't stretch out your warm-ups and, and get away up. with anything. I mean, the warm-ups right. take a certain amount of time, and then you you do your class, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, and then when did you start moving on to some of the other internal arts with him? Like you said after after you came back from oh, that gosh. competition, you had already told him that you were quite keen on Bagua.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have to go to my book.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it looks like I was doing some Tai Chi, probably because of my shoulder injury.
0: Okay. That so he
1: would have yeah started some, some yang style tai chi i remember that was like death on wheels um <laughs> i was not a tai chi athlete um, so that would have been the shoulder injury
0: right a uh,
1: yang yeah, style uh, 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 it still makes me shudder
0: <laughs> were So you, it's, it's were later you... on
1: later on i did a lot of tai chi but uh right right yeah. um yeah i was injured so actually what i started with i I think it might have even been before we went to that competition. I don't even remember if I was injured during that, before mm. that competition, because I remember performing. Right. Uh, we did a little performance tour after the competition, so that's and true. I was doing stuff, so I don't have that great a memory. Um, I was doing yang style. That was because of my shoulder injury.
0: Okay. And well, then when did, I, that's, what, that's what I wanted to ask you. At that point in your martial arts, you know, career and path, did you have a bit of a? Did you were you not interested in Taiji at all? Uh, at all? Okay. Zero. Right. Uh,
1: it was when I got switched to the internal disciplines and did Shingi Bagua Taiji that yeah. then it made more sense as a thing to be doing. But I was only doing it because I was injured. Okay. At the time, at the first time, and so you know, f- eighty-eight in long form.
0: A nice, a nice, brisk little Tai Chi form, huh? 88.
1: Well, well, you take somebody from Marjun La Horn and sparring, you put them in a huge gymnasium full of people doing Tang Tran and sparring, (laughs) and you make them do Tai Chi in the corner, right? Just (laughs) just imagine it. It's just...
0: Uh, oh, the, the rehab much. corner that's probably what you felt
1: yeah it's, it's the rehab corner off the carpet like onto the wood around the edge it, don't it, waste our, it. our
0: carpet use was,
1: yeah we was doing really cool stuff right so oh, it was hard
0: do you still but, remember uh, that 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 routine
1: i could probably do it if i had to yeah well,
0: the question is would you want to no <laughs>
1: It was traumatized, rather.
0: Okay, and we were getting into, you know, how you moved <laughs> on to the other internal arts with with uh, uh
1: Yeah, so we started with singing as as kind of what we did, and mm. Bagua got in there eventually. I was always doing the Chang Changchun basics and weapons. Mm. Uh, okay. We had Tai Chi going. Yeah. It was emphasizing the Shingy that whole year. Uh, he went away. He was the martial advisor to a Monkey King TV show, which apparently is still the best Monkey King TV show ever done.
0: Yeah. it's still. I think so, it's, it's got a bit of a cult following.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he was the martial advisor, and he also got to be a bad guy.
0: Oh, okay. And that's always a fun. They to
1: me, you know how I jumped up into that tree? And it's like, no. I said, well, it was film jumping out of the tree. And then they shot it backwards. It's like, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's really high tech. So yeah, that was his. He was a bad guy and got to jump up into a tree. Very cool. <laughs> uh, but mostly he was the advisor to the guy, the the young man that was the monkey. Right. So he was gone. Okay. And. Uh, put me with um, a young woman who's, she taught me the chaturin and started me in the bhagwa. But he would, because of the national competitions that everybody always got invited to and I was sent to them to watch them, he would show up at those and he would check my bhagwa in the morning. Yeah.
0: And what did he 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 say in the first few sessions?
1: Oh my god, she doesn't know (laughs) any (laughs) bhagwa. She was a younger teacher. <laughs> so he, he would really uh, blame her rather than me, fortunately.
0: Oh, good. Well, that's generally was, how it should be.
1: Yeah. he, he just like to blame somebody, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are we going to avoid names with regards to who that teacher was?
1: It, <laughs> uh, her her chaturon was excellent. She taught me the spear as well. Her spear was absolutely it was top-notch. Okay. Her name was Yang Li. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she was one of the younger ones, and she, be another one who had graduated and was kept on, because she was very good. Okay. And I th- think she had competition results in the spear and that, because I remember when Donnie broke her spear, she was really, really pissed off.
0: <laughs> That's usually how it goes. That's why I just don't bother yeah. picking up other people's spears anymore. So. She
1: lent it to me. She thought I wanted it. Donnie wanted it. Okay. Uh, and had used me as an intermediary, <laughs> so I was the one she was always mad at for the rest of my life
0: of course <laughs> she's yeah. like I gave it to you <laughs> you gave it to him and he broke it
1: yeah and he broke it yeah uh, so her spear was very good and okay. her cha was really good and she was always mad at me because my cha wasn't good enough but her bugger was okay but she just learned it at college okay it wasn't it wasn't anything special
0: what did she start you off with in in that uh, discipline.
1: Uh, oh. Uh, the eight uh, circle walking standing circle walking eight changes. Okay. That's it.
0: And those eight changes and that that basic practice, do you go back to it at all today?
1: Not really. I it's because somebody had posted a video of uh Shabohua doing it a couple of years It was during the COVID years. Yeah. Uh I was, oh yeah, that's what we did. And I was able to... I think I sent it, it to you. Quite easily. Maybe, yeah. yeah. It was really cool. I said, oh, I don't remember doing that. Uh, but when I looked at it, I was able to come back to it very quickly and I was practicing a bit out on the deck.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I was, oh, yeah, yeah. And he taught me another eight as well later that was... I think that's the one you maybe you're thinking of, and thinking of it as being more jang-based because it yes. came from Shago uh, Jang.
0: Okay, that would make sense.
1: Yeah, uh, Xia had been away at something or other and came back with this. Oh, I just did the shago Jang. It's the new, new eight changes.
0: Oh, xin Ba Yes, yeah, and
1: okay. so it was. It had more jang in it, but it still didn't have that really, really traditional twisty jang funkiness yeah. going on.
0: Yeah. I remember I met a group of um, Bagua practitioners in, in where did I? Go? I went to Gansu maybe four years ago, mm-hmm. and it was a mm-hmm. a group of ladies, and they were like probably they weren't middle aged they were past middle <laughs> age. Although there was one or two mm-hmm. of them that were slightly younger, and they would mm-hmm. get together. They were just enthusiastic in their old age now about Chinese. Yeah, podcasts.
1: yeah, yeah. So I a group in Shanghai. Yeah,
0: yeah, just and having fun yeah. doing it. Yeah. And they got to talk I got to talking with them, and I you know I was asking them what their bagua is, and they didn't actually know because I think they had learned mm. it either from correspondence or videos or something to that degree mm. and I had asked them, "Well, can I see your Lao your your mm-hmm. your eight palms And they said, "No, we don't do Lao Bajang, ours is xin ba-jang. And I was Ba, like, yeah. okay, now I know what you're doing, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they were very enthusiastic, and it was out, you know, Gansu is like, you, you know, where it is. It's in northwest yeah, China. Yeah, yeah, it's so. way out
1: there. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that that was a lot of fun, and it was a small town out there, so it was good mm. to see though. They had a giant, they had a gigantic uh, square in the middle of the town, and mm-hmm. every morning people were doing a whole bunch of stuff there. But there was this this group stood out to me because it was just a bunch of ladies that were. And they would always wear the same clothes every day, like, uh, <laughs> you know, but no, but I mean, yeah. they were all wearing the same matching outfits, you know, as oh, if they cool. were, they were yeah. there was a, a team spirit, you know, and yeah, their practice. Yeah. So that was, yeah. that was nice to see. That was, I
1: like groups like that. The group in Shanghai, we do a big circle. Mm. Like, like I'm, you know, me, I'm a serious trainer, right? I wouldn't do some, I wouldn't teach like that. Yeah. But practicing like that was really fun. So mm. just a big circle, no matter how many people are there, just the circle would get bigger. Okay. And we just go around and then do the changes kind of like together.
0: Oh, synchronized changes.
1: Yeah. You do go around till you get back to the same place and everybody kind of turn at the same time and that. It was right. really fun. And as you say, mostly a group of people that you know, that's just what they do, they're having fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. And a
1: couple of a couple of serious people, but and when we finished the group thing, then the serious ones would practice their own sort of thing. Yeah, Everybody yeah. had their own thing that they were serious about.
0: About their practice. Yeah, I, mean, I find that like a lot of them, you see them in the parks like that, They've, they mm-hmm. kind of come to these practices in their mid to older ages. But yeah, they become yeah. passionate, not in the sense that they want to become the best at it, but that they want to practice every day and get together. Yeah, yeah, day. they were there. They were yeah. there
1: and they were doing it yeah and so. when you're doing a full circle for each change like what we did in shanghai That's
0: pretty, it's pretty pretty intense
1: uh, it's it's, it's a, this is in later years like 2015 17 mm. 19 that when i was with a different group and and it was really a fun group and so you, you do a circle and then there's these basic things so you're doing that and then you've got the lao Bajang. Mm. And then you've got the seventy-two hidden kicks. By the time you've gone through that, you've been working out for probably an hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're having fun, and it's fairly late. But at the same time, you're doing bagua for an hour. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that is pretty good workout.
0: No, it is, and that's exactly <laughs> it. You just got to build it up as uh, yeah. as time goes on, and then you you'll see that by uh, six, eight months later, you're you're doing a long, intense workout, but you're feeling really good about it.
1: Yeah. As I say, these people, they weren't trying to be athletes or compete or anything like that, but they had fun and they were doing an hour of Bagua. Yeah, exactly. You know, they weren't bad. They weren't like super athletes, but they certainly weren't bad in any way.
0: Well, that's another thing that, again, I think a lot of people that are used to training Chinese martial arts in a Western formal setting where they have a school that they go to, Mm -hmm. um, they usually go two times, maybe three times a week. For an hour, yeah, maybe two yeah, hours. Yeah. But these people are up yeah, every morning. Every day. Exactly. Yeah. It's just an everyday yeah. thing. So, what they do in a week, even if they're doing it casually and you think you're doing your martial arts seriously in the school in the West, they're getting many, mm-hmm. many more hours in a month than mm-hmm. you are. So, yeah. it adds up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And if you're doing it and having fun and doing it in a lighthearted way, it gets into your body better than yeah. if you're like super serious and like, oh, here I am doing martial arts.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly or you're questioning yourself as to how you'd use this in a cage when you should be yeah. like let me just let me <laughs> just, just doing enjoy it. doing yeah. it first you know yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and then they'd always be like oh you learn so fast you see yeah but i'm a professional it's it's okay that you're not learning this like i pick up stuff and they're like oh yes i said, listen no i'm a professional it's all right
0: and yeah, then they go
1: oh yeah she's a professional and yeah, you've she'll done get it about your whole life. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Did, did Professor Shah have anybody that you would consider a, a favorite student at any period there?
1: Me. Oh, course. good.
0: Of course you. Okay. No, I mean, he didn't, that was a rhetorical question, by the way. No,
1: he didn't have students. As I say, by that time, he wasn't, he wasn't teaching classes. Mm. So he had the sparring guys who, of course, he obviously loved to bits. Yeah. And he had me and then uh, the grad students. and uh, No, he didn't play favorites or anything like that.
0: Okay. No, but anybody that he thought was like yeah. you know, gifted, or that he he would uh, try to try to give a little bit of extra extra attention to because he thought somebody was either working harder or I don't know. Anyway, it it's just uh, just an idea that I that uh, popped into my head.
1: No, I, not not that I noticed. Anyway. But... Okay.
0: And, and you mentioned the Sanda group. Well, at that time, it was still called yeah. Sancho. And, um,
1: yeah. 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 In
0: my opinion, they should still call it Sancho, but that's a discussion for another day. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah he, they were just him and Zhang Wangguang. They had been given the task of of developing the rules and developing teams. It was uh, our college and the Wuhan College yes. was, was developing this. And then that first competition that I talked about that I went to in the spring of 81 was the first competition. It was between just the two colleges. And they did uh, short weapons fighting and uh, yeah. Sancho, with no equipment whatsoever, <laughs> safety equipment.
0: Just gloves. I
1: came, I'd, yeah, um, I brought gloves and shin pads and stuff like that because I was going to China do martial arts. I didn't mm. know, right? Uh, so I had equipment, and I'd shown them that and said, you know, this is kind of what you could do. And uh, But they both basically just sort of bashed each other without equipment.
0: They weren't uh, even wearing, <laughs> they were wearing gloves, weren't they? Or at that point, weren't they? I,
1: I don't think so. Well, ah, yeah, okay. they must have been wearing gloves. They must, they must have been wearing gloves.
0: Because, yeah, yeah I think they, they, I mean, they, they yeah. obviously had some, some boxing yeah. teams, so I'm sure at least they would have had boxing Yeah, gloves.
1: Yeah, in, in the Wushu Hall, the other end of the Wushu Hall was the judo boxing fencing.
0: Right, right. And you mentioned the short yeah. weapons yeah. sparring. Was it the same group of, of athletes? Yeah, the
1: same guys. The same guys, yeah. It just basically got maybe a dozen, Maybe some no more than a dozen guys, probably less, uh, that were doing this. They were also doing full coursework in wushu.
0: Oh, so they were basically we had, doing yeah. a full a full curriculum of of form, function, and, and That's
1: and uh, then sparring as their extra fun thing they did in, in the afternoon.
0: I mean that's very cool. I wish they had continued yeah. that. You know that would have been a yeah, very but, different environment today.
1: Yeah, but these guys are really special. I mean they. To do all that was was quite something.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And they were
1: from the earlier years, like the seventy seven, seventy eight guys mm. who were the real had trained traditionally yeah. during the culture revolution when they weren't allowed to. Yeah. Kind of guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember so, that. Uh, I mean I mean Professor Xia bohua was he was basically of the official research, one of the members of the official, official research group for Sancho's development as an event. He was like, it was like, we want a sparring event, it. you go make it.
1: Yeah, yeah that was it. it was him and Zhang Wenguang. Yeah. And then the guys in Wuhan College, Physical yeah, yeah. Education College. So the, it was those two uh, units, work units, that were doing this in the first year anyway. Mm. And then had that competition in spring of eighty one yeah and then yeah. after that then they said okay we'll, we'll try this so they were working on the rules and i tried to sort of help out say this is what we do in north america mm. but i don't think they, they didn't really pay attention <laughs> to do what they wanted to do
0: <laughs> but yeah. the guys
1: the thing is that they had this all this training but they didn't they hadn't sparred before
0: mm.
1: so roundhouse kicks uh throwing kicks stuff like that they didn't really know mm. So I had a lot of fun at first because they didn't know how to fight, but it was so obvious that they were going to learn how to fight very quickly. So I had this small window of opportunity that I could just (laughs) bash on them and have a lot of fun (laughs) before they got too good.
0: Okay. So Professor Shah Shah was open to you actually training and and messing or getting involved there. That's great. Yeah, Yeah. Were there any other girls at that time? No, 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 yeah, of of course course no, no. Of course not.
1: No, no, gosh, much. no. The girls were scared of me. I think it took them a while to get um, to get to talk to me because I was maybe a bit scary. I was twice as big as them and I was sparring with the guys, right? They were just like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun because I you know, I come straight from North America, so I was doing the the throwing roundhouses mm. and stuff like that. And I came from a style that was very uh, very practical Now we did equal sparring and form
0: well alex so, Quack, who you studied without under, Spock,
1: yeah.
0: i mean yeah. he was well known on the sparring circuit
1: he was long, amazing yeah yeah he was still probably one of the best fighters i've ever seen he would just play with people until he decided <laughs> that that was enough and then he'd just bash them <laughs> Uh, people used to challenge him, He just like, no, 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 it's like not worth the trouble, and then finally it's, okay, whatever. And then he just sort of play with them until he got tired, and then he'd bash them. <laughs> uh, he didn't even, it's just...
0: <laughs> and people who don't know terrible. him, I mean, if you meet yeah. him on the street, you'll think he's the no, nicest he's person on earth. He, he is. is. Yeah, he, he really is. is. He
1: is the nicest person on earth.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I say, when, when he bashed you, he'd never hurt you. Like, if he'd practiced sparring with us, and he'd let you try stuff and that, and then he'd, he'd show you, <laughs> with the air quotes, show you where your weakness was. <laughs> um, but he never bashed you hard. He just bashed you enough that you knew you that's understood. where your weakness was. Yeah. You, you never, never hurt anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I spoke to him on, well, I messaged him through the mm-hmm. messaging app. I think it was maybe eight months ago, asking him how yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's,
1: yeah, he's doing all right. He's doing fine. Good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's doing all right. It's been years since I've seen him. I don't know when the last time I saw him was. It might yeah, have been last eight years ago. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I'd, I'd see him at, at the national competitions here in Canada. When mm. I'd go to judge, he'd be the head judge. Yeah. yeah that was always – oh, that's the only why I went really, to see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't even know if he's still doing that. I'm, I'm not too sure.
1: I don't know because the last time I just couldn't. Face it anymore. They're just too fast. No, <laughs> uh, you, you, uh, I'm an A judge, which means I'm looking for the technical errors. errors. Yeah. And there's only there's a short list of technical errors, and you can't take points off for stuff that's just you don't like. Right. Like you used to be able to. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's really not not interesting, and they're very very fast and they're sloppy. And uh, I just yeah. said I'm too yeah. old to see that kind of speed anymore.
0: <laughs> well, between you, me, and the wall, I mean, uh, ever since I'm out of that environment, I'm quite happy to be honest. Because, in yeah. some senses, it's it was just, it had gone so far away. I was basically, you know, I felt like somebody's trying to steer a ship that is already half sunk. So, um, yeah, I'd rather use my energy on things that I that I enjoy and that I believe in. So, I mean, that yeah, sense, I'd I'm already happy
1: I'd about. already put in my years uh, beyond when when it was enjoyable to me and yes. partly it was so that i'd see alex once a year yeah. and uh partly it was i feel obligated you know right to, to do it. but what the last time i really did start to think i'm just a bit old for this
0: yeah uh
1: you're judging like 12 hours a day yeah uh, and it's you to just carry on hello old people need bathroom breaks you know it just doesn't <laughs> Happened like before, <laughs> you know. It uh, it was just too hard.
0: Yeah, bathroom Aside breaks are important. <laughs> well,
1: sure. yeah. After a certain age, you kind of like you keep giving me water because you're trying to keep your judges alive, but it's got to come back out again. <laughs> <you> We're <know? laughs> a certain age; it doesn't just go into your body and stay there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just evaporates. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I've had that numerous yeah. times at events that I yeah. couldn't move, and literally, I, I felt yeah. like I was going to explode yeah. sometimes. I,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I'm too old for this. I just, yeah. not, not. And when they added Bagua and what it is? Like Guan
0: Da Dao, Okay, Da Dao, Bagua. And uh, it was Shuang uh,
1: Jian and Xing Yi. And, and I just, thought, I can't. I just cannot watch this.
0: I tried. I was there the first time it uh, occurred, and I was like, "I did it. "Mm." No,
1: I can't." Because yes,
0: because what we're dealing with now is we're dealing with a a, How can I put it? You knew in your day, like you said, when 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 Professor Shah told you, "All right, you want to do those styles, then you're going to shift to those styles, and you're going to specialize in them." Well, also,
1: I was going to have a teacher that knew the style
0: exactly. So. Both of those things are relevant nowadays. What you have is you have a nanchen guy who's like, Oh, I'm just going to quickly do Xing and that's it. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to watch gonna this do video because
1: I know nanchen. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to do bagua because I do Tai Chi
0: exactly. Absolutely. And then that's it. I no
1: idea. I know, teacher.
0: I, I've never seen one decent Tang Ni Bu step in one of those events to date.
1: No, no not one, never, and not one San Ti Shu.
0: Yeah, and that, that's the other side of it. So,
1: yeah. Um, no, I was, it was it was more than more than horrible. In the old days, back to the old ah when I was old in the eighties. <laughs> if you did Bhagwa you had a Bagua teacher come in. Yeah. If you did Shen you had a Xing Yi teacher come in. The like the Beijing team, they didn't know their stuff. Yeah. The tai Chi had Tai Chi teachers, Bagua had Bagua teachers, Yi had Yi teachers, specialists, exactly. traditionalists, yeah. um Western Jujun right? He's coming in and, and teaching They would come up to Beiti for Zhang to, to look at their chacha. Precisely.
0: Precisely. And he would
1: really go at them. He wouldn't say, oh, you're famous. You're really good. He'd, he'd correct them. Yeah. You know, they really took their traditional style seriously. And every part of the country had their own traditional style that they took seriously. Mm. And they had traditional teachers come in and do them. So, when you went to a nationalist competition, even though there's a Changchun drift because that's the main training,
0: mm.
1: it was nothing like today. I mean, like today. people sort of complain because, oh, their Tang Nebo is bad. Yes, but they're doing it. Yeah. Right? No, and, and they, really, they took it seriously.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back then, I remember even Zhao Daiyuan was teaching at Be- 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 uh, Beijing's uh, Shisha Hai, the Beijing team. Mm-hmm. They'd call mm-hmm. Liu Jing mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. they called a wide variety of people to go help out there. And yeah. uh, and now it's like, no, you want to learn this? Let me teach you. And The guy doesn't here's know what video. the hell he's doing. Yeah, the, oh, here's watch a video. Let me show a you quick
1: Watch the video. Yeah, yeah. here it is. It's easy. You yeah. guys can do a 720 twist. You can certainly stand without moving.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> doesn't matter what stance is.
0: Yeah. Well um you got on to we kind of got onto yeah, that so, topic of bagua so
1: because yeah, yeah so Sha so was very much he knew the traditional styles. he taught it traditionally
0: yeah
1: and there was no uh, there was no influence from from modern styles into it mm. if I was doing Bagua I was doing bagua yeah same with singing it was singing it wasn't performance style it was traditional singing
0: yeah. Yeah, and you can actually watch some of the older videos that are available of him doing these styles, and it's uh, high level. I mean,
1: yeah, oh yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when you were doing bagua with him and Xingyi and these other these other styles, were there times or did he ever emphasize explaining uh, function?
1: Always, yes. You can't do the move right if you don't know what you're doing. You'd yeah, always exactly. explain. We didn't get to do it. At some point somebody in the administration had noticed that I was fighting mm. and maybe bleeding occasionally and stuff like that. <laughs> and they disallowed it. Oh, really? So I wasn't I wasn't allowed to fight anymore. And so we in terms of applications, he would explain it, but we didn't we didn't drill it.
0: Right.
1: Which is too bad. He would have loved to drill it. He, yeah. He would enjoy hitting me, but he wasn't allowed to. That's a pity. I don't know uh, who it was, but somebody somewhere higher up had. Uh, I wasn't allowed to, to fight or be involved in, in that anymore.
0: I can understand, kind of, from a, you know, what's the word, a dipl- diplomatic point of view like, oh, here's our, you know, first foreign student here. And uh, she's getting beat up. What if something worse happens? You know? No. Yeah, there.
1: no, I, I, I do see the point. At the time, it was, yeah, you know, I was young and like, what? But I, I see the point. I mean, I was the first and I was a girl and stuff like that. And he was like in his prime. Mm. So it's not fair if you see it as a fighting thing. But surely they could have said, well, you can do applications as a drill. Mm right, and not actually draw blood or whatever. But you know but, how um, things
0: are there. You know, it's,
1: it's either on or off,
0: basically. Exactly.
1: And this, which was, it was turned off. I wasn't allowed to. Yeah.
0: And he wasn't some, allowed to. So. Some instruction came down. No one's going to say, yes, but can we be yeah. nuanced? No, they're just going to say, okay, Yeah. That's, no, it. that's it. Yeah. So he
1: would explain. He'd always explain applications. Yeah. But we couldn't drill them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, did you, did you ever have, um, I mean, I, I remember at some point he, of course, had a lot of interaction with the central, you know, the Chinese Wushu Association. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, uh, that was
1: after. Yeah. He yeah. was sent there in about 85 or six and moved mm-hmm. over to there.
0: Yeah. Did, did you ever have, uh, did you ever, I mean, this is after you were, you were done with the Yeah, university. it was after
1: I had left. Yeah. I had left. Yeah. And he got transferred over there. He was still living out at the college, so when I'd gone back in the summer, I was still training with him, but not officially. Right. The, outside the college walls, before he went to work, okay. I would go out in the morning before before classes, that and do the unofficial stuff with him, work on the bagua and singing with him.
0: Okay. And at those points, did you, I mean, apart from the training, uh, other candid conversations just with him uh, expressing his views on i don't know what uh, was happening within the sport or uh, in general did, did did anything stand out to you
1: no i mean he was he was working in the research they were doing on digging out traditional styles
0: yeah why'd you
1: so he was focused on that which is great for him because yeah. he was looking for traditional styles he didn't have to worry about what was going on in the modern style so much and it wasn't that bad back then and even in the late yeah. 80s it wasn't that bad
0: not as it is now for sure no <laughs> and no it was his job
1: was perfect for him because it was traditional stuff
0: mm. yeah. you know during that that whole uh, project with the wajio johnny etc you know they filmed so much material of these older generations yeah
1: that would be great to see
0: well i think it's been eaten by mold that's what i heard
1: Mm, I think they locked that stuff yeah.
0: up in a cupboard and it's been eaten by mold. I'm like
1: Well they were they were at the Capitol Gymnasium. Yeah. Which is this, that's a pretty old place.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> That was before they were out to they had that the Asian Games. I think they built the the Wushu Association building that. Yeah. So at the Capitol Gymnasium, that was a pretty old place. I remember going there for events. Mm. And they were on the, the outskirts. The sort of the hotel-y kind of a thing that goes around the outside of gyms like that?
0: Yeah.
1: It's it pretty old. I wouldn't be surprised if everything was just sort of faded away.
0: Yeah, I've asked a few people that work there while I was still, you know, had connections and involved in, in certain ways. And it's almost um, a taboo t- subject. It's almost it a be taboo. On-
1: it wouldn't be digital, it would be on film, too.
0: Exactly. But I've asked yeah. them a million times, what are you doing yeah. with it? No, we've got it. I'm like, well, can you digitize mm-hmm. it? So, it, no, well, um, uh, mm-hmm. um, that's basically And I'm like, what's the point of having yeah. this if you just sit on it? You know, for f- almost, we're going um, on to 30, 40 years now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, I mean, <laughs> it seems like a no-brainer. Just get it digitized.
0: Exactly. But- Exactly. Anyway, all right. Well, I wanted to ask you. I mean, we've we 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 got a little. I don't want to take a very long uh, period of your time here. It was more of a commemoration for Professor Shan, yeah. who just passed away. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you to. I mean, if there's anything that's you, what 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 he stands out to you, or you remember him as um, what your recollection or some things that you'd like to have remembered of him.
1: Uh, I think just that he was one of the most real people that I know. Yeah. With no fakery about him, no, as you say, he'd never put on airs. He was just real. He was there 100%. Uh, it's just, I don't know, one of those people that you just, the world's gonna be less of a place without him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he did influence you, and uh, he did teach you a lot, and you're still carrying that forward, and you've influenced and done much work on your own. Um, Oddly, I don't
1: actually teach anything that he taught me.
0: But I think the way uh, the spirit of himself has yeah, affected you. the spirit
1: you. of him, yeah.
0: And also Definitely. with your work as well, that is, you know, he's. remember, I mean, your path has... As far, I mean, even as my elder martial arts sister has always been in Shingi and Bagua in those styles, mm-hmm. and, and arguably mm-hmm. step one to a degree was was he, him. Was him. So yes,
1: uh, definitely. And and seeing him later, I mean, he was quite happy with what I was doing. That I was training with other people and doing different styles. It was still Shingi and Bagua. Yeah. And and he had absolutely, as I say, he was he was very real. He had absolutely no problem that I was training with other people, that I'd grown up,
0: yeah.
1: graduated, and was training traditionally. He loved that. He was very happy that I was training traditionally. He didn't feel that, oh, he was my teacher and oh, I had to do you. what he taught yeah. at yeah. all, at all, at all. Even though I was and in, traditional, in the traditional circles, they all treat me as, as Shabuha's disciple. Okay. And he, he felt that too, which is really, really cool.
0: Yeah, that's, that's we something. weren't allowed.
1: That that relationship was not allowed at the time. Mm. But everybody, that's kind of who I am in mm. China. It's um, a yeah. very important part of my life.
0: Of course, and we're all we're all luckier because of the of your path and and the the work you've done uh, in 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 all avenues from writing to teaching and just to general dissemination. So, um, I mean, as his one of his, his disciple for sure uh, one of your main teachers i mean that's part of his legacy it lives on through your work so that's great It's my formation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all right well i uh, just wanted to to do a little a little uh, memorial for him and uh, and it's been great. We got a little bit of insight into your time with him. We also touched on some <laughs> other topics. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let us know or let me know uh, when your next memoir is is out. And I'll be sure to let let people know through the different avenues. Um,
1: okay, soon, soon. Okay,
0: that. good, good. <laughs> and, and for those that are interested in, in the Beijing years, that memoir is out. And so uh, some of these aspects we touched on today uh, are in there. Yeah, so there we go. Okay, thanks Andrea. Um it's been great and uh I'll yeah. be we'll be in touch as usual soon. You keep well out there. Yeah, okay. Okay. Bye for now.
1: Bye.